This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. The Stevedore and Stoker is a riverside pub in the borough of Shatford. Built in 1887 to supply refreshment for dock workers and their male order brides. The upstairs had a chapel where illegal marriages, christenings and funerals would be conducted. The space is now a theatre and home of the Shatford Youth Players. Beers on tap in the pub are the Australian lager Blind Dingo, and you can also sample a pint of London Tried, a beer made entirely from recycled ale. As I entered the pub, I saw the local youth theatre sitting around a large table in the saloon. They took turns in trying to get served, each time coming away from the bar with a bottle of ginger ale and a twiglet, which they would hold between their fingers and pretend to smoke like a sticky brown cigarette. The walls of the pub were decorated with posters along with black and white rehearsal photos for their latest production, Songs from the Reich, which started upstairs on Tuesday. A dying old man sat alone by the window. The sunlight which streamed through appeared to be beaming him up to heaven. He croaked out stories of old girlfriends as he sucked whiskey through a straw. Protruding from his shiny bald scalp were two tubes held down with sticky tape. The only other people in the pub were a rowing team who sat silently in the corner, mourning the loss of one of their crew. He had been pulled beneath the ebb tide after falling through a hole in the boat. Sooner or later they would have to tell his family and the Coast Guard. The landlord of the establishment served homemade beer through a fire extinguisher as he paraded up and down the serving area in flip-flops and a pair of speedos. His withered beer gut flapped about under the hem of a T-shirt that said, I'm horny. I ordered a plowman's lunch from his blotchy-faced wife and was given the choice of either cheese ham or tobacco. I went for the cheese. As I started to settle down, the phone rang. A muffled voice on the other end of the line said, There's a bomb in the pub. How long? asked the landlord. Five minutes, replied the voice. Thanks, said the landlord. He hung up and glanced at the clock, and then told his wife he was going down to the cellar to change the carling. The television showed athletics from Preston, while the radio played the traffic report on a loop with an Elton John soundtrack. Then my food arrived. Two slices of white mother's pride, an onion, and a palm full of golden Virginia. Excuse me, I said. I ordered the cheese. The Red Menace The Red Menace is a quirky communist Russian theme pub housed in a decommissioned submarine in Chatterham Docks. The cramped space is popular with office workers and short people. Its original fixings have been left in place, including the torpedo tubes and still operable nuclear reactor. 
The bar area is on the bridge, while the galley serves borscht burgers or stroganoff and chips. A fruit machine, which pays out in rubles, can be found in the captain's cabin, while the periscope has been converted into a viewmaster, showing agitprop slides from the amusement park in Odessa, wonderful world of sturgeon. The PA system blared out agricultural anthems. I could hardly hear the girl behind the bar. She was called Natasha. Too young to have ever known the Soviet Union, she looked as miserable as her job description required. Her boyfriend, Sergei, was the chef. He would intermittently leave his kitchen to check the bar and growl at any customers he saw as a threat to his relationship, and then go to the toilet to inject himself with more steroids. I ordered a measure of slag-off vodka and sniffed it. It was hard to smell as the air in the pub had an overpowering aroma of pine cleaning fluid and plutonium. I headed for the escape hatch to breathe the free air of capitalism and go to the nearby Weatherspoons. The Wildebeest The Wildebeest is a football pub in the King's Green area of town. It is empty of customers throughout the year, save for two hours before and after kickoff on a match day. The management do not deem it worthy to keep the pub open for more than half an hour after the match, despite the result. The fans of the local team, King's Green Purists, are known for their abstinence, having been founded by a Methodist Temperance Society in 1903. Their aim was to turn drinkers away from the vice of alcohol and onto the playing field. Consequently, the wildebeest has no real ale. In fact, the only beers on tap are crowning low calorie from a now-defunct brewers in Strathclyde and a keg of Guinness, which was broached on St. Patrick's Day last year. The bottles behind the bar had not been touched for so long that the optics had jammed shut on every one, and the cream liqueur had separated into three distinct liquid strata. I was the first customer on a Saturday afternoon before a crucial penultimate home game. The purists were aiming to avoid being the only team in history to finish a season on minus figures. They had been deducted 50 points for fielding an ineligible team and printing illegible matchday programs. They had managed to accumulate sufficient results to bring them up to minus six in the division, just two wins away from a respectable zero and one place on goal difference above their local rivals, Dalsted Oblivion who had also been fined 50 points for fielding an illegible team and printing ineligible matchday programmes. Three supporters in green and white scarves entered the pub and ordered a Kahlua and orange aid with three straws, which they were unable to finish in time for kick-off an hour later. I ordered a brass and tonic and started my crossword. 